that the experience of, of getting hit is something that matures you a little bit. Welcome to the Ripple Effect Martial Arts Podcast. Hi, everybody. We are here today with Jeff Olmsted, better known to Ripple Effect Martial Arts students and parents as Mr. Olmsted, a beloved teacher of martial arts, and to his colleagues, of whom I'm one, a beloved workmate who everybody depends upon for karate instruction, for graphic design, for getting the word out and promoting the value of martial arts into all of these communities. So thank you so much, Mr. Homestead, for being here. You're welcome. I'm glad glad to be here. I should say that we've been friends for a long time now. We've worked together on countless projects in the martial arts schools, uh, and it's been an extreme pleasure. But there's a lot I don't know about Mr. Olmstead, and there's probably a lot that people listening don't know. And so uh, let's start with how you got started in the martial arts. I've been kind of interested in martial arts for as long as I can remember. I used to flip through phone books looking for the martial arts section and just admire all the the ads in the the phone book and the cool the cool um, photos that were in that section of the of the book. And so I I took a few classes when I was little, but really got started when I was about probably ten. Um, one of my friends invited me to go to a a white book class with him. He had just started doing karate. And I went with him, took, I think maybe just one or two classes, didn't end up staying there. But immediately, my brother and I, we got enrolled at a different karate school and trained there for a few months. And then after training at that school for a little while, it wasn't a good fit for us. We switched to a a different one. And I was there for probably about eight years till I um, moved away for college. I earned my first degree black belt there. It was a great experience. One of the most vivid memories, and we can link it because there's some video footage of it, was from about five years ago. There was a big board break going on at the Fort Collins School, and Master Macy asked you up in front of everyone who took a knee and said, all right, Mr. Holmes, are you going to break a board? And what are you going to use to break it? And it was a jump reverse sidekick, I think. And I'm not sure that everyone knew at that point that you had that kind of skill set or knowledge. And it's sort of part of the awe that came out of that spectacle was, oh, wow, okay, Mr. Olmsted, with whom we've been training for some years here toward Black Belt, has already, and it kind of came out, oh, yeah, I, I had trained for years before this. And that's a little bit of a common story. What brought you back to, to training after all those years? The story is actually pretty pretty straightforward. I was walking walking by the Fort Collins school and I looked in the window and one of our teammates, Miss Amber, jumped outside and said, Hey, are you interested in, in doing some classes? I did and she got me signed up on the spot to um to take an intro lesson. And it was uh, such a cool, cool environment. I loved all of the the traditions of Taekwondo brought me right back to when I had been training when I was 16 to 18 and I was hooked. Going back to what you said about flipping through the phone book, for anybody that doesn't know that's listening, a phone book used to be a thing. They, it would come to your front stoop and it'd be about four inches thick and it had yellow pages and white pages and you could turn to the martial arts section back in the day. And so for anyone who doesn't know too, Mr. Olmstead is a professional graphic designer and 
images are, are, are part of your parlance, I think. How do you approach creating images that will captivate people who are interested in the martial arts? My background is in advertising, and I just love, love being able to find a unique angle or side of a way to tell a story about a person, product, place, thing. It doesn't really matter. And being able to communicate that in an engaging way. And so for me, it always starts with trying to find the little hidden, hidden gem about what you do. In martial arts, there's, there's so many different ways to, to communicate the benefits of martial arts. For you, what are some of the benefits? I, it's the benefits that I've seen in my life. The martial arts, the number one thing it did for me was give me confidence. It, it gave me a place where I um, kind of had to step outside my comfort zone and learn to have a loud voice learn to be assertive with my body and really persevere through difficult experiences, whether it's testing or not passing at a test. Just those life experiences kind of brought out a confidence in me that I really have taken with me the rest of my life. So you're also an instructor on the floor. How has that experience helped you appreciate martial arts? Or It's, it's so funny because you you kind of do martial arts for a long time and figure that instructing from the floor would just be natural right i know this uh, pattern of movements really well so i should be able to teach it and then you learn i think you learn pretty quick that the teaching of it is a little bit different than learning it yourself and it, there's an there's an acquired skill of how to um, help someone go to a position that is really natural for you but for someone who's never done martial arts before, it's, it's very difficult where to put your knees, where to put, point your toes, things like that. And so it's been a fun challenge to, to kind of learn a different side of martial arts. It's a really challenging thing, right? And for any parents listening, for your kids, this is the other side that you don't necessarily expect. So you enroll your kids in a martial arts school so that they learn discipline, so that they do push-ups and get stronger, so that they are stretching their legs and arms and, and gain that flexibility. But along the way, there are opportunities to teach and impart these things to others. That's something that goes on as a part of the curriculum as you're working to earn your black belt. And that's cool to hear the validation from you about uh, being able to conduct these big classes. Tell a story about, without naming names, a student who has had a real challenge that you've helped them through. The coolest thing that I get to see is when I have a student taking a lesson for the first time, who's maybe three or four years old and won't participate in the lesson because they're too scared. Right. And it's really fun to to trying to change the subject and be like, you know what, we're not going to talk about this thing that's that's making you a little bit anxious. We're going to talk about what your favorite animal is and what your favorite color is. We're going to connect on a personal level, being able to coax them to kind of come out of their shell and lead them out onto the floor. But before they know it, they're doing the class, which is what they really wanted to do all along. But you helped them kind of get over the anxiety. And those first couple classes are pretty rough. Their balance isn't there yet. They're, they're having a really tough time standing still. Um, it's part of the process and it's not a problem that, that they're not there yet. It's, it's happened more than once. You see that transition. To what extent do you think that has to do with the 
excitement they find in you as an instructor or any of the instructors, you know, they kind of are able to put aside their, their fears or whatever it is that makes kids kind of not want to engage or, or, or turn away or kind of hide. What, what role do you have specifically in that? Well, the great thing is that we have so many different strengths as different instructors on our team. And some, some kids connect with some of the strengths of certain instructors versus other instructors. I, I think that my strength as an instructor is that I, I see the, the kids on a personal level sometimes when they, they don't feel seen. And um, there's kids that really respond well to that. I'm able to connect with them individually and really communicate that I care about them. And that's, um, that's a strength that I have and something I really worked hard to develop with the students. And it's really fun to see that relationship develop. You had said that martial arts gave you confidence when you were studying it and training early on in your life. Do you have an experience like that? Were you nervous getting out on the mat and did instructors help you? Or do you remember anything like that? The cool thing about my experience is that I got to share it with my brother. And so we were always a little, a little team getting on, on the mat together. It was, it was really com- comforting to, to have a friend that was in class with me all the time. But my brother um, ended up getting injured in uh, middle school and he wasn't able to keep going. And I remember that first test where he wasn't with me was uh, it was really terrifying because I used to always have the confidence to know that no matter what I was doing, he was with me and I didn't have to do it alone. And then all of a sudden I was kind of up there by myself out in front of everybody performing my forms without anyone around me to kind of make me feel confident in what I'm doing or make sure that all the eyes weren't particularly on me. That, that was a really difficult test. I ended up forgetting half of one of my forms. Um, I didn't pass the test. I had to retest later. It was a, it was a really difficult situation and I was really upset about it, but it didn't motivate me to quit. It motivated me to keep going overcoming that and being able to continue past that and eventually test for my black belt. It it ended up being one of the more um, impacting experiences that I've had just because I know that even if I don't succeed, I can still overcome it. If I don't give up your brother, who's a twin brother, is that correct? Yes. He's, he's the same age. I'm the older twin though. That's really important to (laughs) put out there. So did he look up to you in that he would, that he wasn't able to continue? Was he, did he admire you for continuing or do you remember anything about that? Oh, absolutely. At that point, he was my biggest fan cheering super loud on the side when I was earning my black belt. In fact, when I tested for my black belt, I had to come up with a creative form that I performed in front of hundreds of people at the black belt tests all by myself. And he, he helped me make, make the form. So we did that as a collaboration and we came up with the moves together and picked the music together. And it was really, it was a really cool experience to have with him. You had just talked about being a compassionate teacher. That's one of your strengths. How do you be compassionate or balance that with the sternness that you have to have as an instructor who's grading other students? The, the challenge is to remember that, that letting a student pass or even in class get away with something that's not their best is not is not helping them if if you really care about the students you want them to be able to be their best and that means pushing them to the point where they have to 
put effort into it or or have consequences when they don't. The most compassionate thing we can do for our students is make sure that with being compassionate and really caring about the students is really pushing them to be their best. It's fun because as an instructor, you can see those things. You can recognize what students are capable of. Talk a little bit about teamwork when it comes to earning a black belt or teamwork as a martial artist. It's often, I think, seen martial arts as a individual sport because you're in charge of your own movements. And when you're sparring someone, it's one person against another. Um, But it actually, in practice, is much more like a team sport where you're depending on other members of the team to perform at a certain level or or, or get you uh, up to speed even. How do you see teamwork coming into martial arts or your teaching of martial arts? Absolutely. I think that that's something that my experience, that having, what is it now, like 12 to 15 years of martial arts experience, I think that's something I've learned that I don't think you get right away. Because like you said, it seems like an individual sport, right? It seems like something that you do on your own. And there are some benefits from being able to progress at your individual level and um, having the the responsibility for yourself. There's a great aspect of the sport that's really team-oriented. So when you're performing a form, you can perform a form by yourself, but the impact of a form is when it's done by dozens of people all in sync at the exact same time. And you use the, the breathing and the timing of each other to get better. Hundreds of students at one time is one of the most um, impressive things you can see. It's a really, it's a really special thing to be in sync with the students next to you and the and the martial artists around you, all doing the moves together, knowing where everyone's at without having to look. And um, it's a huge skill that you don't develop right away. In fact, you probably only start developing that skill when you earn your your first degree black belt. What's your experience of being hit, punched, or or kicked. What's I, I know a lot of people are wondering about that. Well, I'd love to do this, except for you get hit and kicked, right? And how is that part of it? Why is it part of it for you? Well, it's so funny because getting hit doesn't feel good. Nobody wants to get hit, and I think that that the experience of of getting hit is something that matures you a little bit. I mean, I started martial arts when I was in elementary school. And it's an interesting process to go through from elementary school to high school in a martial arts program, because you're not only going from a white belt to a black belt, you're also going from a child to an adult. And part of that process is going from kids' classes to adults' classes. And when you turn about 14 years old, you start getting invited to these adult sparring classes. And that's really, that's really scary for a young kid. You're not used to being hit and adults are scary. And some of those adults, they're, they're trying to push you and challenge you. They're trying to help you mature. And the, your first instinct is to really not want to be part of it, right? You start to hate sparring because you're getting hit. But I think there's a transition when you realize, hey, I got hit and it, it was okay. In fact, it kind of spurred me to get better and want to be faster and quicker and better at blocking. There, there's something I think that that you feel when you um, are challenged is, oh, hey, this, is, this isn't bad, this is good, right? For me, getting hit in an adult sparring class when I was 14 
kind of spurred me on. And then um, by the time I was 16, I loved those adult classes. It's really more of a wound to the ego, right? In exactly. the, the controlled sparring situations than it is to the body. And I remember feeling that distinctly, just wounded psychologically, kind of like morally. Oh, I, I let this happen. I put my hands down or I didn't move in the right way or I didn't move in or something. I got tagged, but I didn't get hurt. What about the mental or the emotional aspect of martial arts for you? Is, is there that component? The, I mean, the, it is not easy. We, we ask a lot of our students because I think there's probably 25 forms that you learn up through second degree black belt that you have to ha not only memorize, but you have to be able to know them well enough to perform them with, um, with attitude, right? You have to be able to um, have emphasis on the right, right spots, have um, the confidence in the next move so you can do it with full power. And then on top of that, we have, uh, we have combinations for every belt that you have to master. And then we don't stop there. We, we make you memorize words of every single belt, which memorizing, memorizing after memorizing after memorizing, that's really challenging mentally, right? And you learn it once and you think that's good enough. And no, you have to do it again at your next test and on top of everything else that you're learning now. It's, it really pushes the, the mind side of, of martial arts. I, I really like that, that it pushes me in that way because it keeps you from getting comfortable. And um, knowing, knowing something really well and having it memorized is really the only way to, to really learn it. And I, I'm glad that we, we, don't, we don't make it easy and that we make it hard. Tell a story about a white belt that you've seen go from white belt to black belt, adult or a kid. And what have you appreciated about their four-year journey there? The, oh, that's, that's so fun. I've, I've seen a number of uh, students go from white belt to black belt. I think the cool thing about, about it is you're learning and growing as a human too. So it's not just the martial arts skills that get better. And it's not just the discipline and focus, but you're also maturing as a human being. And you, you're developing a personality that has the foundations of the principles that we teach. So you're, you're building a personality that has that modesty and courtesy and integrity and perseverance and self-control and indomitable spirit. For me, that's the most fun thing to see is to see how the martial arts helps us become better humans that you just have to double take sometimes when you're, you're watching, watching somebody perform that you, you see them just for a glimpse in your mind when they were a white belt. And it's just fantastic to, to contrast that to what you're seeing in person. Thank you for listening to the Ripple Effect Martial Arts Podcast. Find episodes and more at rippleeffectmartialarts.com.